Welcome to the East City Wesleyan Church podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and if you would like to learn more about East City Wesleyan Church, please go to ecw.org.nz for more information. Now, here's your podcast. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Well, for the last few Sundays, Pastor Josh and uh, Pastor Joey have been preaching on the the theme of the final words uh, from the cross, and it's been uh, rich and uh, relevant preaching as we've been preparing ourselves uh, for Easter. You know, we, we live in a world, we live in a world which thinks that it has the last word. But today, this Resurrection Sunday, we affirm that that's not true for very good reason. Today is Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, and so we celebrate the fact that uh, almost 2,000 years ago, Jesus, our founder, our leader, our Lord, and our Saviour, did something that's never been done before or since. After dying a violent death on a cruel Roman cross, he was laid there in a cold uh, grave, tomb. And all his enemies believed at that very moment that it was over and that theirs indeed was the last word. Nothing could have been further from the truth. And that's because on the third day, the the stone securing his tomb was rolled away and Jesus emerged alive and victorious. And that's why we're here today. That's why we're here today. It's not to honour a dead man or merely remember a good teacher. It's to worship the living Son of God, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Amen. Amen. So Easter morning is proof that all those things that we thought might have the the last word in our lives don't have the last word at all. And it's all because of the resurrection. You know, in the ancient world, most people believed in a kind of a a spiritual type of afterlife in which our uh, uh, disembodied souls lived on in another plane. Uh, But in their view, what happened in this life was not necessarily connected in any way to one's experience in the next life. It was just another realm of existence. And this kind of thinking made its way into the culture and even into the early church. And there were some who did not believe uh, in the possibility of a bodily resurrection. And they would insist that Jesus didn't actually physically rise from the dead. They would say it was just a a spiritual, uh, ghostly type of resurrection in which he sort of moved into the next realm as they themselves expected to. But this, of course, is no resurrection at all. So the Apostle Paul says, in effect, that's not how it happened, and he emphasised that Jesus... Jesus Christ physically rose from the grave and on Friday his body was dead, as dead as it could be, and then on Sunday his body was alive again. Not a spiritual body, 
not a ghost, but a, a, a physical body that bore the wounds of his crucifixion in a body that could be seen and touched. It was a physical body and it was also more than just a merely earthly body. It was a resurrected body made alive by the Holy Spirit of God, a body that will never again experience death. And Paul said Christ was the first to experience this miraculous resurrection and all who follow him will experience it too someday. The physical resurrection is a foundation doctrine of Christianity because of what it means. And it means, first of all, that Jesus is who he claimed to be. He claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life, and he claimed to be the only one to the Father, and he proved it by overcoming death. No other religious leader has done that. The resurrection also means that there is nothing in this world whose power is greater than the power of Jesus Christ. Not even death can hold him. So when you believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, it, it changes everything and how you perceive the world around you, how you perceive the meaning of your own uh, existence, and how you perceive your day-to-day -day life. The resurrection changes everything because it changes who really gets the last word. Now, as we consider what the resurrection of Jesus Christ means for us, I want to share three last words that turned out to, to be not nearly as last, after all, because of the truth of Easter. So the first thing is, Easter means our troubles don't get the last word. So Paul said in his letter to the church in Corinth, verse 19 of 1 Corinthians 15, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. Why would he say that? He's not saying that there's nothing good in this life, that we have no reason for joy or happiness or fulfillment in this life. He's not saying that we don't experience answers to, to prayer and we see miracles take place or receive blessings in our life. He is, however acknowledging that the life of Christian discipleship is often tough. And for those who are serious about following Jesus, there's a price to be paid. And sometimes, for some people, it's a hefty price. And that's because we have struggles in this life that others simply don't have. We impose a, a standard on ourselves, or at least we should, that others simply don't impose on themselves. So Paul is saying that living the Christian life involves an investment now that does not fully pay off until we enter into eternal life. So for this reason, we make a number of counterintuitive choices every day of our lives because we live with an eternal perspective. So we forgive 
when we could seek revenge. And we turn the other cheek when we could fight back. And we give to those in need when we could spend the money on ourselves. And we sacrifice for the good of others when we could instead look out for number one. And we take a stand for what is right and righteous when we could just stay quiet and blend in with the crowd. We do such things because we are joining God's mission and we're making an investment in eternity. And if there is no eternity, then why make the decisions that can only make life more difficult? So whatever trouble you may be facing right now, you can be sure that it will not get the last word. Jesus gets the last word. And that brings us to another last word that isn't really last after all. Easter means that sin doesn't get the last word. Paul writes, For as by a man came death, by a man has, also, has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ reversed the curse that Adam brought on the human race through his disobedience. Now, whether you believe in a, in a literal Adam or whether you think that the story in Genesis is an allegory, the results are the same. We've all made the same choice that Adam made. As it says in Scripture, all we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way. That's the frailty of humankind, that's you and me. There is none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is the human dilemma that none can escape. We all have sinned and we've all been broken by our sin and every life bears the evidence of that brokenness. But I want you to hear how Isaiah finishes this very special verse. Isaiah 53 verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now, here's what this verse means. While Jesus was dying alone there on a cross that late Friday afternoon, all the sins that have ever been committed, your sins, my sins, the sins of everyone who has ever lived, were somehow, some way placed upon him. And he, he paid whatever price those sins deserved and any power that those sins may have had, any claim that they might have had on you, died when he died. And as Jesus died on the cross, he proclaimed, it is finished. As Pastor Josh reminded us in Good Friday worship, it is finished. Not, I am finished, it is finished, and this phrase also means 
paid in full. Now, there's some of you here today for whom sin has made a wreck of your life. And please know, both in your head and your heart, that Easter means, Easter means that sin doesn't get the last word in your life. Jesus does. And that's why when John the Baptist saw Jesus approaching there in the desert, he proclaimed, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So through his, his death on the cross, Jesus destroyed the penalty of sin, and through his resurrection, he destroyed the power of sin. And this means that however sin has tormented us in the past, we can be set free. And that's why Paul made the promise, sin shall not be your master. Amen. So God forgives you and me of our sins, and then he starts us on the path to overcoming victory and healing and wholeness and forgiveness. So no matter how much noise sin may be making in your life right now, the truth of Easter on this day tells us that sin never gets the last word. Jesus does. And this brings me to a third last word that isn't really a last after all. And that is that Easter means no enemy will ever get the last word. Paul says that Jesus will destroy every enemy's influence and power. Verse 25. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. Now, who are Jesus' enemies? Other people? No. His enemies aren't people. Jesus loves people. He's passionate about every person. He died so that all people, the world, might be saved. No, his enemies are the real enemies of this fallen world in which we live. Sin, hate, evil, corruption, fear, sickness, pain, misery, jealousy, greed, violence, abuse, and so on. Every ugly thing that you can think of, these things are the enemy, and eventually he will put them under his feet. So Paul goes on to say, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Now to those without faith, life on earth may appear to be not much more than a sequence of random events leading us on an ultimately futile journey to the grave. And the fact is, and let's not pretend otherwise, we're all headed to the cemetery. There's no doubt about it. Pastor Ben on our sunrise service this morning <laughs> reminded us all too about that. Here's the good news. The journey doesn't end there. 
the graveyard is not your final destination. Death, along with any, every other enemy we face, everything else that's ugly and evil, doesn't get the last word. Jesus gets the last word even over death because though the power, through the power of the resurrection, he's conquered it all. And the Bible has so much to say about how we're to live in the, in the here and now that I will admit I don't often talk about the sweet by and by very often. But make no mistake, there is eternal life there is heaven, and it's been promised to every believer. And I can assure you it will be a wonder to behold. As Paul says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. How exciting. And we've seen close up the, the destruction that, um, that cancer can do that crime can do, that hatred can do, that war can do, but we must remember that they do not represent the final chapter of the book. In fact, there's a spoiler alert. Let's look at the end of the last book of the Bible and see how this will all turn out. Revelation chapter 21. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death will be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. Our promise is that when this life is over, a better life begins, a resurrected life, a life of eternal peace Enjoy in the presence of God a life in which Jesus gets the last word. So the question today on this Easter Resurrection Sunday, the question then is, who will have the last word in your life? One well-known Christian who had not had an easy life, said these very last words. Moments before passing into eternity, he said to those around him, see in what peace a Christian can die. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, these same words can be your words and my words when that moment comes, see in what peace a Christian can die. That's because we don't have to live in fear of anything that life brings our way. Our trials and our, our tribulations don't get the last word. Jesus does. Now, neither does sin get the, the last word in your life. Jesus does. And death, that so-called final enemy, it doesn't have the last word either. Jesus has the last word over life, over sin, over death, over all. So for this reason, on this resurrection day, we give Jesus the last 
word in our lives. Pray with me. Father God, we affirm the eternal truth of the resurrection, the bodily resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and the way that changes everything for our living, our day-to-day living, the, the mundane challenges, our hopes and dreams and the very uh, prospect of that eternal future. God, we thank you that we live in faith, that you invite us to live in faith, to have that resurrection faith at the very centre of our being. You are resurrected so that we can be resurrected. So help us, God, to celebrate this day in the way you help us to achieve victory, overcoming victory in all that we say and all that we do in the people's service.